0: It's Wednesday. Hello, everyone. I'm back with Mr. Jay Rutley again. Hello, sir. Hello, David. And we are going to be continuing our discussion of organizational games.
1: Well, Photosynthesis is a game about trees (laughs) to start with. True. But uh, it's a game about different sizes of trees that you will be growing as the game continues. And... There is the sun, which travels around. Mm -hmm. So now it's not like you just have to worry about one direction, where larger trees will block the smaller trees. But now the sun is changing what angle it approaches from, so what blocks one turn won't be blocking the next turn. Yeah. So you do interesting... have to really plan how you're going to do this. Yeah, if a tree is in the shade uh, from an equal-sized or larger tree, it won't give you any photosynthesis points. And right. you have to split your attention between planting new trees and getting them up to the largest size and harvesting them, uh, as well as you know choosing which of your trees to grow, which of them to harvest.
0: Right. And you kind of want to leave the big ones on the board for a while to get you, yeah. because they're worth more, but... That's also how you but, score points in the yeah, game. Yeah,
1: eventually you've got to do it at some point.
0: And the point, the, one of the interesting things about this that kind of forces you to think ahead is that you have that element of diminishing returns in the scoring as well. If I'm the yes. first person to score the center space on the board, I'm getting the most points for
1: one tree yes. anyone can get in the game. All the juicy nutrients are there. Right.
0: right, but it's one of those things that after a while, if people are not paying attention to the outer written, which is worth the fewest points, mm-hmm. it can actually be, end can up being up. worth more, yeah. because the others have been drained so much, especially with more players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Photosynthesis is a great game, and I think that that kind of logic of, of working out when to what to grow, how to organize it in such a way that in two turns time, I'm going to get a massive payout, yeah. because all my trees are going to be in the sun, and then your opponent comes along and messes you over by
1: growing the thing the same yeah. way. Or the the sun. I can't remember. Does the sun change how fast it moves, or is it always oh, like it's, one it's, step? it yeah, goes one okay. step each time? And of course, it's a game with you know actual cardboard trees. They're uh, it's physical <laughs> large trees. It's not.
0: And actually, going back a week to our curating thing, it's one of those things that's sort of almost on the verge of being too delicate. Yes, yeah, they, are, they are all hot glued damaged. together. And one thing I know, we talked about Patchwork on Monday, and one of the things that I know you were very keen to talk about when we sort of went into the slightly more complicated games was the evolution of Patchwork, mm-hmm. which was is in many ways, I think, the game that, uh, you know, Uwe Rosenberg, it's a very natural progression for yeah, him to he, have he gone c- into
1: this. He couldn't keep it simple for
0: long. <laughs> <laughs> no, he couldn't. Uh, and that game is Cottage Garden. Yes. So tell us about that.
1: Cottage Garden adds a few extra things to it. Uh, so... The organization is still very important. In fact, there's more things you have to organize now. In patchwork, you just had a single grid that you had to fit these patches in. In Cottage Garden, you have two separate gardens on the go at once. So not only are you going to be gathering the plants to plant in the garden, there's also cloches, there's pots, and there's cats that can
0: help. In a wheelbarrow.
1: In the wheelbarrow. They're allegedly helping you by getting rid of the mice, I believe, is the story. Oh, is that the logic? Yeah. Okay,
0: I didn't actually know that. That makes a lot of sense. Uh,
1: and then when... It's, an, it's ironic because the things you're filling your garden with, the the large tiles of plants, are actually almost inconsequential. It's the the cloches and the pots that are important. And when you finish one of your gardens, you score points along a track for that. So it actually behooves you to you know, fill it up as quickly as you can. Right. So you really have to watch out for which of the the plant pieces are available. But those pieces are in a grid in the middle of the table, and every turn there is this gardener that wanders around the grid, and whatever he can see down, those are where you can gain... Your, your tiles from so that is going to change every turn and a lot of the game is also looking ahead a few turns mm-hmm. if I take this, then when the other player goes, the gardener's going to round the corner and he won't be able to see anything there now Right, uh, and then there's going to be a trail of, uh, of tiles that you replace it with, so not only are you worrying about the tiles that you're gaining, but how you gain them is something you have to organize as well
0: it's funny i didn't actually realize thinking about it in these terms it's got something in common with topiary and photosynthesis in having the rotating piece yeah that, the, it rotates the
1: around but it mindset. doesn't block
0: no anything. and what's interesting with this one also is that you can plan ahead in the sense that i also don't need to take this piece that the gardener can see right now because yeah. i will also be the yeah the, like the next time he can see it will also be my turn, mm-hmm. and i really really like that logic um, there's also a spectacular app, just as there is with Patchwork. There's a spectacular oh, right. app for Cottage Garden. Yeah. Although the one thing with that is the cats sound so grumpy when you oh, put yeah? them in the garden. <laughs> they have this very irate meow. And
1: maybe they want to be inside.
0: I think so. <laughs> but it's um, I, I like to think that they're, they're sort of just complaining about being carried to the wrong part of the garden. But yeah. they're enjoying it when they get there. But yeah, so Cottage Garden is, is a wonderful game. And I think it, if, if you find that you enjoy the organizational side of Patchwork. You like planning. Yeah.
1: Another game that you were talking about before mm-hmm. we started uh, is Hanging Gardens. I believe that right. adds another whole element to this.
0: Right. Yeah. Have you have you come across this before? Have I this have before? not
1: personally played it. Right.
0: So this one hides out in the archives at Annex, and it's a game I'm very very fond of. Uh, have you played Chin? Yes. Right. Uh, Chin, incidentally, for those uh, who aren't familiar with the game, uh, spelled Q I N. It's the the um, Mandarin word, uh, and the idea. With Chin is you're simply placing villages out onto a board, mm-hmm. and you're trying to create provinces by creating villages of a certain yeah. size and dumping all your pagodas onto the board. And the first it's person all about to the pagodas, right? And the first person <laughs> to ditch all of their pagodas wins the game. Yeah. It's a really, really good game. Very Hanging simple Gar- tile laying game. Yeah. Yes, Hanging Gardens takes that and moves it one step further on. There is no board. You are instead playing with cards, and these cards have there's, they they have six. Uh, they're divided into six spaces, and each space has a park or a water feature or a building or something. I don't know exactly what they all represent. Uh, I think it's probably in the rule book, I just haven't read it for a long yeah. time. <laughs> and you are trying to place these out. And the, the, the trick with this is that the empty gaps that are on the cards can go over the table. Any of the features on the cards have to go over another card. Okay. And they can block existing features or they can block the empty gaps and you start with a, a blank card of six spaces and that's your, you build off that but the trick is what you're trying to do is set things up in such a way that you create sets of the same the same feature so i'd be creating uh, parks for example and i would be trying to create sets of three or more uh, diagonals don't count meanwhile the other player or, no you, you have your own board
1: oh you have your own board yeah okay, sorry.
0: um <laughs> I'm trying to create sets of three or more and I'm working on my own board so no one's interfering with this except there's that I can. See, you're drafting the cards and I can see that card that I really, really want but I can't take it because I need that one there to be able to create the It's set all about the need.
1: tough decisions
0: Right and in a two-player game it's even harder because uh, there are four spaces for cards and with three players you just have three of them filled but with two players you have all four, all four. and you go okay. one, two, one, two which means that you take the one that you really desperately want, but you also
1: really need that one. And, except
0: the other person. And you it. have to watch. As but it there's happens. minimal player interaction in this. Okay. But the trick with this is when you create a set of three, four, or five, it opens up. uh, You you then get to take a tile from the the center game board, and those are the things that score you points. And they might be statues or tigers or other things that you're using essentially to uh, place into this garden um, to decorate it or to uh, there's soldiers who guard it, things like that, or gates rather who guard it. And those are a set collection thing. So my first gate is worth nothing, the second is uh, okay. worth 5 points, the third is 10 the better right it is. Exactly. But that organize that initial organization of trying to arrange things in a certain way is made more complicated by the fact that to claim a set you take a little temple thing, uh, a temple token and place it on one of the spaces in that set. And then you cannot place a card on top of a temple, so you've just blocked yourself from being able to place something on top of it. Okay. When you've used all your temples... It's there's permanent a... now. Yeah. Well, it's, it's semi-permanent. There's five temples in the game, and when you've used all five of them, the next time you create a set, you take one of the existing ah, okay. temples from the smallest available space. So if I have a garden of two, a water feature of two, and a water feature of one and a couple of other things that are bigger I have to take from that water feature oh, even yeah. if the garden's the thing I really wish I'd got rid of so <laughs> you're also setting your board up in such a way that you can move the temple that's really in your way right now uh, so it's a fascinating sort of logic puzzle and I really like the way that it uses your brain because I think yeah. it does that organization thing in a way that not many other games do
1: that seems to be what we keep coming back to is logic puzzles
0: I, And I, th- well I mean organization is logic yeah. to a certain extent um, and I kind of feel like we could have called this logic but I'm I guess we're looking at a very specific subset of Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, we have a few more games to discuss, and actually some that do anti-organization in, <laughs> in weird ways, but we're gonna come back to talk about that on Friday, and we will see you then.
1: See you then. <laughs>